All right. Welcome to the show today, Damien. How are you doing? Good to see you, Dan. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Where? Uh, tell our listeners where you are Zooming in from today. Always interested to, to hear where people are. I have, to, I have to take a break and just say, okay, where am I? Because being all yeah. of you never really know. You have to wake up in a different place. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, not too far away from you out there in Florida. Yeah. So how how did you end up in uh, in Alabama? You know, it's really funny. I, what, what I my approach to business over the years has evolved. Now it's all about the people because I think people are the greatest asset, and potentially if the wrong people are the biggest liability. But I got very fortunate that I started working with my partner, and he happened to be in Alabama, and I had some history in Alabama, and then we started growing the company years ago, and everybody was being hired in Alabama. I was just about the only one not in Alabama, and so I thought, you know what? I want to be where my people are. And that was, that was really what led me to being here is being a part of the, the, the growth. And, and because I actually love my people, I want to be around them. I think that's a very cool thing to have in a culture. Yeah, I agree. People, people do matter, you know, not, not just for like the overall bottom line, but I, I think obviously the higher quality people you have the around you, the, the better that's going to be. But I think, for just your overall quality of life, mental well-being, and and really how you feel, the, the, you can't can't you know can't state it enough that people matter. It, it, it really is a, it's a health and wellness program. Like when you have great people, it energizes you. One of my rules in life is is I don't spend time with people that drain me. If if I'm around people for more than a you know an hour or a day, and and I, and there's a drain going on, I stopped. I stop completely being around them. The people that I want to spend my time with are the ones that I, I'm energized by, and I and my job is to energize them. and And those are the type of relationships that that make life worth living. If if you're, it's like Steve Jobs used to say, if I spend too many days in a row doing something that makes me unhappy, I need to stop and, and go do something else. And I, I really buy into that philosophy. Well, you definitely are one of those people that brings energy. I've seen that a couple of times. You've presented to a group, uh, some of some of the people in my investor group. You've presented to our hyperfast agent. Uh, real estate uh, agents that we coach and you bring a lot of energy, a lot of passion. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about your story now and how you got to where you are today, which is offering people really great solutions for true financial freedom. Well, yeah, it's, it's it, years ago, I, I went into the, the wide world growing up in Alaska. I went out into the world and and said, okay, I'm going to figure it out. And so I started, I started down a path of creating wealth. And it was like everybody just doing what you did based on some random piece of advice you got. And then you start realizing what's good and what's bad. I just started buying some real estate and it was based on a seminar, something I heard at two o'clock in the morning that led to a live seminar. And so I went down this path and I didn't realize that the problem was I was just chasing money, which is a problem because it's never enough. And, and so that, but it looked good. Like I had, you know, I had all the money and I had the Ferraris and like all this stuff. And, and over a period of about five years, I went from basically no money to having a $20 million portfolio. And in 2008, I realized how much quicksand I had underneath me that it wasn't really, it wasn't solid. And so I went from 20 million to negative 5 million. And I, I learned that you've got to have something deeper and more meaningful and something that's sounder. And so on the other side of that, I, I started looking deeper inside. I got some help after I went through the denial process, which is not just a river in, in Africa. It's actually like the place where you, <laughs> and reality doesn't exist in your world. And I, I went through this process of asking some different questions, like what the heck is true about who am I and what, 
what do I need to do? Who do I need to become? And there was a shift from just making money to making a difference. And I think a lot of people will say this, but what making a difference involves is a crap load of work and it's hard. It, there's blood involved, there's sweat. And, and, and it was really, when, when I, I started thinking about it, what, do, what, do I, what am I all about? I'm all about teaching people, not from a book, but from my experience. And so that means I have to stay in the real world. And, and, take, and, and what I really found was that most people were screwed up about money. And it wasn't because they're bad people. It's just because they didn't really know what to follow. And most people get their money information from their parents. Well, most people's parents are screwed up financially. So then you get terrible information and it's not going to be from your teachers because teachers aren't rich. So I saw my parents both retire broke. And I, I thought, this is not how it's supposed to be, especially in America. So this led to me really shifting instead of going and trying to make another hundred thousand or a million it was how am i going to help people unshackle themselves from modern day slavery which is the money and and most people's money much of it is tied up in retirement accounts and people are like okay well i guess i'm supposed to put money in a mutual fund and and then wall street will tell me at 60 if i'm okay to retire and stop working so i i went straight into that thing and said i i think there's a better way and as i dug deeper into it I realized there were a lot of options that people weren't being told about. And so my entire life and, and the company, our focus, the primary company that I, I run is, is focused on giving people control of their retirement money so that they have more of a life by design and not just by default, hoping one day that they'll be able to have enough to not work and that they won't run out of money before they run out of life. So that's, that's the entire mission. It's, 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 it's breaking those financial shackles. Well, I, th I think there's a couple of things to un unpack in there that we, you know, we'll get to now or later in, in the show that are quite exciting actually to me, you know, one, I, I like this idea that you, you, you went through, you know, 2007, eight, nine, where uh, things shifted radically for you. Right. So you, you saw, you know, how, how easily it can go away if, if you don't set things up the right way right like you, you you learned from that and i think you know i'm always wary of the the investor the manager whoever it is right that that's that hasn't taken a, a good punch to the face yet because you know to me they're either not being upfront about something or didn't learn the lesson or just haven't learned it yet and, and, they're, and they're going to so i, I always i i always think it's, it's better to kind of surround yourself with people that are, are doing well, but at one point had a really big challenge that they figured out how to overcome. Um, so I, th I think that's one thing to, uh, to definitely kind of hit at. And then the other uh, would be just trying to answer the question is why is it so hard if, if when people have gotten their money information from their parents, teachers, society, right? Like, like how do you break through to that person because because you know what what the right answer is but a lot of times those people aren't receptive to it or, or they've just they've just gotten from so many trusted sources in their life that they can't break free well here, here's what i think really needs to happen it's it, it's we've got it you know, in in our culture it's it's really about opening a space where we, we can explore what people want and and people will make great decisions if and, and they'll, they'll do things differently if they get to make the decision. What people don't do is do very good at, at just taking direction and not really knowing why and not really, if you help people figure it out, then they're more inclined mm. to do something. So 
our philosophy, and, and I think this goes to selling things and guiding things, is you ask questions, open space. And it's and for, for most people, what they want is they want control of their lives. And so when you ask people, what do you actually want? And, and then you start figuring out how whatever you're doing can be a part of it. Or sometimes, and this is the thing that I think people get screwed up with, people try to sell whatever they have in, instead of trying to solve a problem. And sometimes your thing is not the solution to somebody's problem. And, and when people realize you're trying to solve their problem, whatever it is, may or not be with your stuff, may or may not be with it, it's, it develops a lot of trust. And so we, we find that having these conversations, it's, it's a different experience for people. And one of the great things about the community at the EQRP company is that people, there's so much trust, it makes things a lot easier. In fact, trust makes everything easier. You don't have to try to figure out what somebody is doing to you. Like, what is there? What are they actually trying to screw me with today? Like, that's how I think most people look at financial services and investing. They're trying to figure out what the spin is. What am I not? What am I missing? And, and so that, that's a different way of approaching things. It's not about closing somebody. It's about opening space. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, um, an interesting point you, you made up, up front there about, you know, most people are interested in, in selling what they have versus actually solving the problem. And I, I think a lot of people that sell financial products, sell insurance, you know, they're great at that. And, and that product that they have is, is probably good for a lot of people and, and or, or, or certainly good to be a portion of what a lot of people do. But I, I think the challenge for, for them is, what if this person needs a tool that isn't in my, you know, suite of offerings, right? Whereas, you know, with your company, the way you've set it up, the way you educate people, uh, you're somewhat like product agnostic, correct? Yeah, it's not about the product, it's about the person. And so we, the, if the product is a good fit, we'll explain why the, and, and the value and what we're really trying to figure out is why, what, what's missing in this person's life or what is the pain? And, and then in addition, because people will act out of avoidance of pain before they'll go after pleasure. I mean, these are the two drivers in our lives. The, the pleasure is awesome, but if there's a pain there, we got to figure out what it is. Like we've got to do, we got to do triage first. If somebody's bleeding out, you don't, you don't say, okay, let me give you a supplement. You have to sew that sucker shut. Right. So we'll, we'll do that first. And, and, and a lot of times that's, okay, you know what? It sounds like you need a really great, accountant or you you gotta you gotta get figured out like where's your money right now people come in all the time and they they have no idea where their money is they don't even know what they're invested in and and so part of this is like exploring what's actually true today and and that's that's a different thing people are like wait i thought you were just going to try to sell me something like i i need you to know where you are because if you don't know where you are how do you know where you're going to if even if you say i want to go somewhere we got to figure out what your baseline is and so this is I think this is one of the things when people have coaches and mentors, it's one of the most valuable things, somebody that's listening and figuring out what reality is. A lot of people just want to ignore reality. They want to go into this, this vision, but they, they don't want to acknowledge that they're $4 million upside down right now. You can deal with it, but you got to know the truth because if you can't change a lie and you got to start from the place of, of reality. Yeah, I think, I think that's true of a lot of people in, in a lot of different situations, not, not just financial, like, Totally. Health, relationship, right? Like, like people, people think it's better than it really is. And they probably subconsciously don't want to actually examine where it is because then they know that they'd be disappointed. But if you, if you don't know that, if you don't know 
where you're at right now, how, how are you going to plot a course to where you want to go if you don't know the starting point? I, Dan, this is a perfect point be that you're making. When people say they've got goals and you go, well, let's look at your credit cards. Let's look at your, your financial statement. People don't want to look at those. Why? Because the numbers don't lie. And, and, and man, the numbers tell you a story and they also tell you what you value. And I, I think a lot of people would like to ignore the fact that they value McDonald's so much or, or, or their Starbucks habit. Or like, I remember years ago, I wanted to get really clear. So I tracked every penny for a year. And at the end of the year, I saw my Starbucks and it was over 2000 bucks. And I was like, damn, that's a trip to Europe. I mean, now that's not quite the trip to Europe, but I mean, at the time it was, I was like, okay. Right. So for a lot of people, it's an either, or like, it's either I'm going to have coffee or I'm going to go to Europe. And, um, I don't necessarily love the idea of either or I like abundance. So I just like both, but it's, it's important for us to acknowledge this. And so we do have a baseline that's based on truth and those numbers, and you can, you can learn a lot and then you can adjust something. If you're, I had somebody I talked to and it was like a, it was a dentist or a periodontist and we were just chatting about his, his uh, student loans. And I said, you have student loans? He said, yeah. And he was like, 32 or something. And he said, yeah, um, I think they're $875,000. And I said, holy crap, how did you, how much did you start with? And he goes, 800. So he was paying the minimum. He goes, I'm going to die with them. So I'm going to invest in real estate. I'm not going to worry about my student loans. And I'm thinking about this and I'm going, wow. But at least he was honest about what reality was. I think a lot of people are like, I have no idea. And I'm just screwed. Like that's, they kind of just gave up. So it's, you got to be real about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I used in a prior life, I was in the Navy stationed on subs and, you know, if, if we're going to the, our area that we're going to patrol, we can't, we can't plot a course to there. You know, if we don't start at the port that we're, we're in now, right? Like, so you, no matter what you're doing, no matter what area you need to know, you know, where you are right now. So is that, is that part of the process that that you do with, you know, new, new clients who are interested in EQRP and the other, the other things you do? Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating because every once in a while, somebody will come in and they'll say, Hey, so do you set up 401ks? How much do you charge? And I go, uh, we do. And before we're talking about money, let's even figure out if you should be looking at this. Like we, so we, yes, there's a cost about everything. The question is, what, what do you actually need to be focusing on? Like we, we do, that's the, how, that's how we start any conversation. Because I think it's otherwise you just end up turning into Walmart. It's like okay, we're the discount leader in our crap, and 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 you get what you pay for, and then it's a it's a crash to the bottom. And and so we we spend a lot of time figuring it out, working with people, because it's I would call this company a relationship company and an education company. And and people will tell you, and I mean you know people can talk from experience. It's you don't show up here and end up with a pile of crap that you end up putting on your shelf. You end up with a team and people that actually care about you. And it's, and it's easy to say, and then people watch how they're, how they're treated over years. And it's, it's consistent because there's actually heart there. And I think that's one of the things that creates a category of one with any business when you actually care about people and you invest in them and your goal is to make their dreams, your dreams, everything changes and there's no competition because most companies are too short-sighted. They're, they're, I say that they're more American than than Eastern philosophy because Eastern philosophy has hundred year ex- timelines, whereas American it's about three month timelines. It's quarterly earnings. We have to get more Eastern in our philosophy around looking at things for generations. And when you do that, you build deep trust and and deep connection, and that's what people are craving. So I think that that's the key. It's like the success formula. What you know for the folks out there who've never heard of EQRP, 
walk us through that. Like, what what is the EQRP, which is, you know, one of one of the the products, the services that that you offer, and certainly are are well known for in that space. Yeah, it's a, the EQRP is the Enhanced Qualified Retirement Plan. It's it's a it's a type of four hundred one k that gives you you your employees people that are part of this the ability to control their retirement truly control it. I'm not talking about picking which stock you want to invest in. I, I always laugh when somebody says, "Yeah, I've got a self directed retirement account." I'm like, "You mean you get to pick which stock you want?" And they go, "Yeah." I'm like, "That is not self directed. That's Wall Street." <laughs> They're just giving you a, like a choice of all the crap, you know, like the, the stuff that's expired. It's still expired. It's like it's old school thinking. And so what EQRP is, is it's a it's a, a type of 401k that gives everybody the ability to invest in real estate and, and crypto and gold and private equity and like almost anything you can imagine. And so, you know, when we look at the stuff that's out there and how people become financially free and how they break their shackles, it is not through mutual funds. That is not how, and I know Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman would, they have their own philosophy on this, but you know how much, how they make their money in media. They don't make it because they put their money in a freaking mutual fund for 40 years. That is, that's not how they do it. You know, Dave and Susie make $80 million a year. And so I think we have to really look at how do people create wealth and they create it by being insiders, just like Peter Thiel created a $5 billion Roth retirement account because he was an insider. He started with 2000 and over 22 years, it became 5 billion. And so the EQRP allows individuals and, and small businesses with people that have up to 50 employees to have owners and the employees all choosing the direction. And, and it, what it comes down to, Dan, is it's about people that are self-responsible, people that say, okay, it's my life. It's, if it's going to be, it's up to me. It's not about, I'm going to be a victim and I'm going to blame my financial advisor or Wall Street or Joe Biden or Donald Trump for the crappy thing that happened in the stock market. Like This is for people that want to say, okay, I'm going to go do it. And what, um, like who, who can do EQRPs? Is it, is it for employees, employers, like other limits? You know, how is it, you mentioned self-directed IRA. How is it similar to that or different? Um, Yeah, walk us through all that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's meant for people that want to do significant planning. Um, One of the big differences between an EQRP and a self-directed IRA is, EQRPs, you can put 10 times as much money in every year and you can invest in things like real estate without being taxed. Whereas a self-directed IRA, somebody says, I've got a self-directed IRA and I'm investing in real estate. And I say, you're probably going to have a 37% tax bill because it's an IRA. Whereas an EQRP, there's no tax bill. And this is some from something called UBIT. So there are these big differences between the two. Uh, the EQRP is, is really truly meant for people that want to do something other than just mutual funds. IRAs are great as a default if you don't want to think too much. I mean, and I, I say that, you know, not, not to you know, poke at somebody, but kind of, because an IRA, you don't have to think. You can just say, okay, well, I have an IRA and I'll get a, a mutual fund and there's no thinking involved. Most people are, are that's, we're busy. And so I think right. it takes advantage of that. They say, well, well, we'll give them something that's simple and it's like sanitized. Well, EQRP is meant for things that are not as sanitized. They require you to invest time and energy and, and the reality is there's no limit on what you're going to make. You're not going to make 30, 40, 50% in a mutual fund consistently, but can you do that with stuff that you're putting together or being an insider all day long? I mean, you've got great examples of teaching people how to do things with Airbnbs and, and the stuff that you go over, like those type of returns are realistic. If you take ownership of your retirement, this is meant for the owners of companies, individuals that are solopreneurs, real estate agents, employees, 
Like it literally works for everybody and it's the only one of its kind in America. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're not, you're right. You're not going to get these types of returns in those target date retirement funds. Right. And I, th- I think that's like the biggest investment in most 401ks is, you know, they, they, they put your money into index funds, which, you know, those can be great and they certainly do have a purpose. Uh, but they just assume, you know, okay, if you've, you've got 50 years left to retirement age, you know, you're going to be 90% in the total stock maybe, right? And like 10% in bonds. And, and then they kind of change that mix depending on your age. But the, I think the, the problem is, yeah, you're never going to outperform anything. You, you don't have insider information. And they charge a lot of fees for those actually, right? Like if you're in index funds, you shouldn't be paying any fees but when they move you to these target date retirement funds they, they charge like as high as a percent or even more and they're they're not really managing anything well and that's one of the things that people don't realize is that there are there are above board fees and below board fees and so when you're when you're looking at 401ks oftentimes people will say oh look i'm only paying a half percent and i go that's what they have to tell you but then if you look below there's all the trading fees there's the 12b1s there's there's fees and it's so complicated i i had a uh, good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Tom Burns, who uh, a lot of people have, have run into him. He wrote a book called Rich Doctor. That was uh, the introduction was by Robert Kiyosaki. And, and he, when he set up his EQRP, one of his comments was, you know, I looked at my stuff, my friend and I did this, and we looked at our fees. And over the last 20, 30 years, what I realized is after the real fees, the real return was like two to 3%, even wow. though the stock market has gone up and done really well. It was so complicated that they had to, because look, it's really funny. People will say, look, your, your account is up 17%. And, but yeah, but that includes all the contributions you made, but it's like, you think that that's actually your growth and, and the fees get blended in. So we, we don't realize this is going on because we're busy and we think, oh, it's growing. Uh, the fees eat people alive and great statistic, John Bogle, who was the founder of Vanguard made this comment before he died. He said, there's something wrong in a system where the investor takes on 100% of the liability and ends up with about 20% of the return. That is a problem. And just think about those numbers. That's that's basically what Wall Street does with 401ks. So EQRP is a way to give people more freedom. They can, they can invest in not just stocks, right? But they can invest in gold, crypto, real estate, private deals. Um, I mean, there's, there's not much that you cannot invest in, right? Like it's right. There's a, there's a, there are a few things you can't do. What, what's interesting is just uh, recently and, you know, in this, depending on when you're listening to it, it was weeks or months ago, or the U S tax court in late 2021 ruled that checkbook IRAs are now illegal the way that they've been built over the years, people, you cannot use those and take control of your money because you're taking basically a distribution. So somebody with $700,000 recently had the tax court uh, say, this is distributed, hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes and fees. And, and so there, people have been violating the rules. This is why it's so important to have competent advisors that have a deep bench. They have a team, they have know-how. Like I wrote the QRP book and, and it's hard to write a, a book on the tax code that actually sounds like English. Like people could actually read it and go, what is he saying? So you want to make sure you have people that aren't just selling you something like we talked about in the beginning of this. You want to make sure you have people that know what they're doing. And, and there's, there's an opportunity right now to, uh, to really navigate through, I mean, there's so many opportunities. Uh, the, 
you just you, you have to you have to decide that you're going to not just do the cheapest or the fastest thing, but the right thing. And I, I think a lot of people are so busy and they're so stressed out. They just go, okay, whatever's easiest. And I, I think that's one of the problems. And then they do things like reckless. They go buy Do- Dogecoin because Elon decides <laughs> that's a good idea or Shibu or whatever they're doing. There are certain things you can't do. Like you can't have a checkbook IRA anymore. And, and there are certain investments you can't make. So like you can't invest with yourself. You can't invest in collectible cars. You can almost anything else you can do. There's very little you can't do, but Wall Street tries to convince you that you can only do mutual funds. Why? Because they make all their AUM, the assets under management fees, for really not doing anything except going and playing golf. Like it's truly not much work and then they charge you for life. So good system for them, terrible for you. So a lot more freedom of what you can invest in and you can, you can put a lot more in there as well, right? Like what's the difference in the amount that you can actually move into an EQRP versus, you know, other, other options. So it's, it's 59,000 in 2022 for an individual under age 50 that's per person per year. And an IRA is going to be you know, $66,000. It's you know, $6,500. It's very, very little. So you're not really going to get anywhere. Uh, one of the great things is if you have spouses and kids, there's ways to get money in there. You could potentially have hundreds of thousands of dollars that go into EQRPs for a family. And one of the cool things is that you can you can pay your kids, hire them, pay them, get a tax deduction off of your income at your highest tax bracket, and then they're going to have their own tax bracket. So the first $12,400 of their income would be at zero tax. And all that money could go into a Roth EQRP. So then it's growing tax-free. It's never been taxed up front. And one of the cool things that most people don't realize is inside of an EQRP, that Roth money could be used to invest or to pay for college education. So you could compound this money, this never taxed money, grow it, and it could be used all of it for tax-free for college if you wanted. And it's not counted against you for financial aid. So, I mean, the, the benefits just compound over and over again. And this is where you got to have a team. It's just like tax planning. You really got to have people that know what they're doing, not people that just fill out tax forms. So amazing benefits for you, potentially your kids. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Roth IRA for the kids. What, uh, what about for, you know, for people listening that might set up an EQRP, can they move money in there and then convert it to a Roth somehow after the fact? Yeah. So, so anything, if you have a 401k or an IRA, like you were at some job or you were, you have a TSP cause you were in the military or other government, you can take all those retirement accounts and move them in. It's a rollover into an EQRP. You can move almost anything in and a couple of exceptions, Roth IRAs and, and inherited IRAs, you can't move in, but you can move these things in. You can, you can move them in. Like, let's say you have an IRA that's invested in real estate and you realize, wow, I'm probably going to get killed with taxes because there's debt involved, which most real estate does. We can move the IRA into the QRP. We can move the asset over, no taxes, no penalties. And, and then yes, once it's over there, you can convert these, these monies. Unlimited amounts of, of your retirement can be converted to Roth. Why would we do that? Because you want to have things in a zero tax environment. Right now, we're in the lowest tax rate environment that I think, my guess is, we probably will see in our lifetime. Just speculating could be wrong, but I kind of feel like that's going up. So paying taxes now, or even not paying taxes because you get some offsets from real estate or something, but converting it, there's no limit on how much you can convert. It, it's not like an IRA where if you make too much money, you can't do Roth. And, and so 
huge opportunities to go to a zero tax rate environment for life, but you got to be willing to think outside of the Wall Street box. Yeah, which I, I think for for some people, you know, that's that's hard to do, or they just don't take the time. But if you, if you take the time and really study this, really invest the your your, your time in getting around quality people, yeah, you'll be able to find frankly, better, better investments, take advantage of that insider information. And I don't think Damien's saying that in an illegal way like that we might think of, you know, like insider trading, it's just knowing about good deals in real estate that are coming up, knowing about uh, good funds and alternative investments, right? Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of what you mean by that, that insider trading mentality and, and maybe even some of the deals and opportunities that you have found uh, through this process? Yeah, what, what you'll find is that most people are looking at deals that are available because they're in a prospectus and they're they're sanitized and cleansed. They're Wall Street deals. Those deals, most of the money that has that will be made on those deals has already been made. It was made because people had access, the venture capitalists, they have access to companies that are being launched or their early stages. And, and so if you don't have access to those type of people, and how do you do that? You you know people, you're a part of groups, you're a part of masterminds, you you pay attention to people that are doing real estate deals and you become connected with them. Once you're connected with them, then you get access because there are regulations around who can be, who can be involved in these things. And, and so being an insider is 100% legal. It's because being an insider just means you have access before it's a public company. Basically it's like, it's, it's early on and that requires you to be proactive what most people do is they're reactive. They go to a job, they get a 401k and they react by saying, okay, I guess I'll put it in mutual fund B or C. And that's that's not gonna get you to, to freedom. Being an insider is where you really create wealth. In fact, if you look at most wealthy people, people that have tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, where are they putting money? It's, they, yes, they do have stocks, but they have, a lot of their money is in private placements. It's in, it's in, it's insider deals. They, and, and that's, that should tell you something. Wealthy people, are that's how they're creating more and more wealth. So insider access is 100% legal. And it's not like Martha Stewart, you don't get to go to prison if you do eat insider, you just get to typically have better returns because you're inside of things that the general public doesn't see. Although, you know, just just to kind of make another point on the insider trading, uh, one, one of the areas that it is legal, which I just found out is, is in Congress. So they're actually allowed to buy and sell stock on, you know, information laws, things they know before it becomes public. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting side note on that, right? And there was this actually a Twitter account that, uh, you know, the only the only caveat, I guess, with some of the, the people in government is they they have to disclose their trades. They, so yeah, we, well, you'll, there's definitely a lot of disclosure rules and their ethics rules and, uh, Typically, you will you won't find people that are trading because they they would get crucified in the media. But I mean, there there's a weird thing where you see a lot of government people. You're like, wait, you were you were making two hundred thousand dollars a year as somebody in Congress, and then now you're now you're worth fifty seven million dollars two years out of Congress. Like something is a little weird in that environment. Yeah, no, there was a guy on Twitter who was tracking Nancy Pelosi's trades and uh doing quite well for himself. He would just mirror her, her trades and her, her and her husband. And, you know, he, he claimed anyway, and he had hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers before they shut him down. But he, he claimed that she was the greatest investor of all time, had like a, you know, an IRR near like 70%, like, like double, triple what 
you know, like uh, Warren Buffett and, you know, some of the, some of the Peter Lynch, what, what they all had. So it's kind of a, a funny aside there on insider trading. She's, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi was elected <laughs> in 1987. So she's been in Congress. This will be her 18th term. And it's, they, there was a, a thing I saw somebody claiming that she was the greatest speaker ever. She knows how to navigate that system as good or better than anybody else, including Boehner or different people that have been speaker. And, and so in that space, you learn how to manipulate. Unfortunately, that, that happens. And, that, and, and some of that's super unethical. I think a lot of it is. What we're talking about is insider access that's super ethical and moral and legal. And it's a way to create the wealth. And so this really does apply to you. So when you see people that are doing insider trading, don't, don't get the wrong idea. Insider trading for you, there's an appropriate way to do it. And it's, it's about relationships. It comes down to relationships and trust and, and being, being where, where the real wealth is created, like being inside that, not on the outside. Are there, are there any uh, recent deals, opportunities that, that you can talk about or, or if people want to learn about, maybe they can um, you know, reach out somehow? Just, just curious if you kind of have an example of, of what we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, I can give you some of the examples, but we see a lot of of, of apartment deals uh, that are that are floating around, and and people will do. I mean, this is very popular. At, at least it seems seems very common to me because I, you know, this is the, the the world I live in, and and you know, you see a lot of these things too. But there's a lot of apartment opportunity. There's and and so being a part of a deal where somebody says, okay, I'm gonna go, we're gonna go buy this thing. It's gonna be twenty million dollars. We're gonna buy the thing, and we're gonna do. So we're gonna add, raise some rents, and put some countertops in, and. And that's a very common thing that we see. So people say, okay, well, that's cool, but apartments are going crazy. And like, I'm not really sure if I can, if it's too late. Well, there's all sorts of stuff. We've seen deals where people are investing in, in a fund that, that's buying land, that, that is, um, that's taking the land and selling it to builders. Right now we have, what, 4 million missing units in America for, for, mm. for people that need housing. Uh, technology, there, there's, there's technology funds that our early stage where, you know, software companies are, are being purchased and grown. And, and, you know, these, the potential returns, and obviously there's no guarantee with freaking anything, but when you start looking at these things, you realize, wow, there's a formula and there's, we, we can see the people, we can look at their eyeballs, the ones that are running these things. And we get that they know what they're doing and, and they're going to go and they're going to do this thing. And it makes sense. We get how they're going to make 18 or 20 or 25 or 30 or 35% a year it makes sense versus I'm going to throw my money into a mutual fund. I hope it works. That's just smoking hopium. That's just the dumbest plan I've ever heard of. I'm just going to hope it all works out. Like what kind of plan is that? That's, that's wall street telling you that that's how you're supposed to do it. But all, all sorts of deals are available and it's, it's about getting out there and asking questions, not just a, a, accepting whatever, you know, the wall street mach machine says is, is reality. Well, uh, this has been amazing, Damien. Before we wrap up, I always like to do a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers here. All right, let's do it. All right, what's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate investor? Go, go find somebody that is successful that's already done it. Hire them to be your mentor. I like balder grayer people. <laughs> I like people that have actually done it and have done it for more than 15 minutes hire that person. Don't just get free advice. Go pay somebody and pay to the point where it hurts you. Meaning the pain price. If you're paying attention, it means you're paying mm. enough to where it hurts to not pay attention. So go find that person and hire them. What's the biggest mistake you see successful people do? Thinking that it's all you smoking your own exhaust. Mm. 
it's it's the arrogance and and success is a terrible teacher it's about people people that have never lost anything i freaking run away for those people good point what's the biggest challenge you've had in business and how did you overcome it i think the biggest biggest challenge has been early on being cheap and hiring people that were not a people they were b's and c's and then thinking that everybody was a b and a c and so i got afraid i was afraid of people and what i realized is when i started when I found I was hiring A's accidentally, that's the only thing at that going forward that I'm willing to do. I found out that the people were the most important part of business and everything. And so that was the biggest mistake being cheap. I cheap people make me crazy. And it, it just, it ruins everything. You want to be abundance minded and you want to go after A's. All right. When you're not helping people make money or running your companies, uh, what would we find you doing? Probably making chocolate pudding out of avocado. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> you, man, this is what the Vitamix is for. You, 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 I love concocting things and, and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of cathartic, blending avocados and coconut and chia. It's like the superfood that you can literally eat every meal. It's the coolest thing ever. Wow. Uh, last question, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do I see myself five years from now? You know, probably continuing to pour into my people. Like I love my people and, and it's, it's finding ways to, to pour into their dreams. I was telling my team recently at a, a meeting that, that their dreams are my dreams. And it's, it's a different experience of life than a, than a hedonistic approach where it's about consuming and just taking and figuring out what I want. What I want is what my people want because I actually love my people. I care about them. And, and so five years from now, I think there's going to be more people that I'm going to be pouring into. And then we get to all pour into our, our tribe and, and our relationships and, it's, I could say I was going to Mars, but man, I don't know if there's going to be enough people to pour into on Mars. I'd rather be here with my people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and, and all of the value and, and lessons you brought to, to the hyperfast community about building long-term wealth and, you know, really how to, how to break free from the wall street version of retirement. So thank you for that. If people want to connect with you, or collaborate, follow you, learn, you know, learn about some of your deals, maybe what are, how do they connect with you? What are, what are some ways for them to do that? Best, to, best thing to do is learn about what I do. The primary stuff is to go to eqrp.co. Uh, it's eqrp company. So eqrp.co and, and connect with us, you know, get a copy of my book that we'll send out to you. And, and if you, if you want to set up some time to chat about uh, strategy and in, in your stuff, there's a place to, to book a time to, to connect and and really it's it's about building a relationship so start however you want but eqrp.co real simple go there and and uh, get the ball started love to hear from you guys all right so check out eqrp.co that's .co check out uh what damien has to offer once again damien thank you so much for being on the show to all of our listeners out there and and viewers if you're tuning in on youtube which by the way you can watch this on youtube as well as anywhere that podcasts are uh, distributed. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please leave us feedback, review the show, and share this with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it, watching it. We'll see you next time.